0: We're going to go back through the first few days of this week and and just, again, remind ourselves of what we've talked about and the things that are important. On Monday, we talked about a farmer who had run out of food to feed his family. There was nothing left for him. He wasn't much of a hunter, but he decided that day to go on out and see what he could get. And as he walked through the woods, the Lord spoke to him. He was told to pray first, aim high, and stay focused. That message is one that we can carry with us and hang on to as we move into the new year. Lord, in everything I do this year, everything I do in my life, help me to pray first, to aim high, and to stay focused. In Luke chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Even more blessed are all those who hear the Word of God and put it into practice. On Tuesday, we talked about the Christmas carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It was written in 1739 by Charles Wesley. And one of the things that really bothered him was when people changed the words to his hymns. It was a particular annoyance to him. In fact, he wrote messages along the margins of the songs that he had composed or in the front cover of the hymnals that contained his music, telling people, don't mess with the words. Well, fortunately for us, a fellow by the name of George Whitefield, he made some changes to Hark the Herald Angels Sing. He was able to remove some of the very archaic phrasing and words that were in it so that we could have this beautiful Christmas carol to sing today in a way that we can understand it and we are blessed by it. It's a beautiful carol. Luke chapter 2 tells the story of the angel appearing to the shepherds. And the angel said, I bring you good news that will be great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, is born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. After this announcement was given to the shepherds, the angels broke out in song, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is well pleased. The angels were excited about what was taking place on earth. They left the heavenly realm, they joined into the earthly realm, and they sang praises to God because what was happening was so astounding and so exciting that they sang praises. On Wednesday, we talked about the flying Scotsman, Eric Liddell. In the 1924 Olympics, he won both a gold medal and a bronze medal. Those accomplishments gave him the opportunity to pursue fame and glory. But instead, he chose to do what God had called him to do in his life. He went back to the mission field in China. While he was there, the invading Japanese force captured Liddell and many other missionaries and Chinese Christians who were gathered together. They spent the rest of the war in the Japanese internment camps. And Liddell earned tremendous respect from everybody around him for his attitude, for his desire to serve, for his unending grace and energy to minister to others, to encourage others, to lift them up. He was a man who lived out his faith in God and made a powerful difference in the lives of the people around him. Liddell was a man who understood and lived what the Scripture says in First Timothy chapter four and verse eight. It says, "Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come." And as Liddell lived his life according to this principle. He saw how his spiritual discipline impacted far more people in a far deeper way than his physical abilities ever could. Yesterday, we talked about what really is the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas is love. It's about God's love for us, where God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And God reached out to us with that love so that we could receive it. And then when we received it, we could start to show it to people around us, that we would become beacons of that love in this world. There's never a better time to show that love. In the middle of a pandemic, at Christmas time, we can show the love of Christ. And the Bible tells us how to do it because it talks a lot about love. In First Corinthians 13, it tells us what love is like. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's our week, my friends. And what we talked about yesterday is probably the most important. That as we face our Christmas season that's extremely different from any that we've had before, the key for it still is God's love for us. And He wants us to love the people around us and to share His love with everyone around us. Be blessed, my friends. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Thank you for listening today.